right. We're back again. Oh. Hippity hoppity. Fighting the mic. You know, like a rap battle. We got we got takes. Hippity hop. Kendrick Lamar overrated? Whoa. We He's no little peep. Hello, and welcome to We Bought a Mic, or We Fought a Mic in this case. Ooh. We're giving you a special treat this week with two We Fought a Mic specials. This is number two. And if you heard the first one, then boy, that was a doozy. But we're here to give you a follow-up, a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. In the debate special yeah. that we're having here. And this is a special one because this is definitely the closest we'll ever get to a rap battle on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what, if there's a tie, we have to freestyle <laughs> against each other as the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker is yeah. a rap battle. <laughs> Ernie, you Welcome. should just do that by default. Just make us <laughs> rap battle. Welcome to the show. We bought a mic, a pop culture podcast, uh, a healthy mix of fun banter and careful critical analysis. Oh, okay. you did it. That was actually, that. I think you, that was you it. You did it. That was, there were more words in the original. <laughs> there were, there you got to like, keep it, you got to keep it brief, yeah, simple, no. quick to the I punch. I mean, that's better for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ernest. I am once again, Hunter Biden coming back from a, rough <laughs> from overseas. Definitely not might've smoking done, crack. Might have done some crazy stuff. Uh, I'm Drew. And then we also, special guest, friend of the pod, Daniel Sewane is here. Hey, what's up? I'm a sad Dolphins fan. Uh, How's it going? Me That's too, yeah. right? You <laughs> yeah, are wearing the hat. I mean, I am. it's almost like we're in the same boat. Like, you're wearing your Dolphins hat. I'm wearing my Tom Brady jersey. It's like we're in the same position as each other right now. <laughs> yeah, I Things know. So great. if this were golf, we would be beating you by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You got to think about it that way. All right, so we are having a Assemble the Best Hip Hop Supergroup debate battle. I will be the judge, and the three gentlemen at this table will be fighting to see which one can assemble the best group. But before we get into it, I want to give Danny a chance to riff on a show that you went to. Little episode of uh, Danny's music corner right here. Oh, nice! I got my own corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We also have an album we wanted to talk about as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. We yeah. did. So, so go ahead. Um, well, I did go to the Tyler the Creator show. Uh, uh, it was two days ago. I'm so jealous. And uh, I kind of want to start with like how far he's become. The first time I saw him, I saw him at the Plaza, over at uh, I mean, over on Bumby. It's like a 900, maybe 1200 if you pack them you know venue and it wasn't that crowded and it's cool to see that was this cherry bomb era no it was actually goblin era oh man oh so way uh, back when yeah and uh i don't know if you guys know he has asthma so he has a really hard time performing Mm. because he can't do the full bar a lot of the times and he's like running around crazy screaming you know i actually didn't know that yeah so it was cool to see him in this new environment that he kind of relied more on the show and kind of like shifted his his like you know music and performance just to make a more full length experience rather than like okay well he's taking a breath because he's fucking exhausted <laughs> you know yeah um he used i mean he used to also have like led screens behind him and stuff mm-hmm. with like a little treehouse and stuff but this time when we saw him it was uh, you know they had like a couple lasers minimal lights and just a curtain backdrop behind him. 
and that what was what color it. curtain? I mean, it changed. They kept dropping the curtain. It kept changing colors. So oh, it was like, multiple oh, curtains. It was like, I think it was the color of all the suits and like all the music videos he's done. So he wears like the Igor getup yeah, with the wig. The, nice. Yeah, he has the oh, whole wig, man. everything, sunglasses. He kills it, man. This is gonna go down as like one of the best personas of any artist. I think. Mm-hmm. I was like, really it's surprised. So cool. I was really surprised to see so many people there. It's. I mean, the tickets sold out. In yeah, yeah. I was looking minutes. for seats uh, in the same area you were the 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 pit. Yeah, and it was like three times what you paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was nuts. Um, there were a lot of little. I feel like every time I go to a Tyler show, there's always kids that are younger than me. Right. So when I went eight years ago, there were still sixteen year olds, and now I'm like twenty eight, and I'm going. There's still like. I mean, it's also olds. university campus. Yeah, arena. also true. But I'm just like, man, there's always kids. Whenever I go to these Tyler yeah. shows, like hype beasts, you know, like kids that buy like all the Tyler yeah. stuff. Because oh, we're in sunflowers head to toe. Yeah. 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 Ooh, sick. So, what was the set like? What was the uh, heat? Was it very Igor heavy? The or? first seven songs were Igor. Hell yeah. Damn. Like, and it was so good. <sighs> I really did not think it was going to translate well live. I was just like, you know, I like the album. I'll see how he does it. But man, he got the crowd moving. So many people knew the words, which really surprised me. I mean, there's some there's some catchy hooks in that album. It's, yeah, you know, I think I'm falling. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, last time, one. last time you were on here was we reviewed Igor and yeah. talked about the whole album. I mean, I think that's an amazing album. It's easily one of the best albums of the year. Yeah. So people went ape shit for I think, which I thought you know people would go nuts for Earthquake, yeah. Earthquake, and uh, Magic, my new Magic Wand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went nuts for, I think, everybody was dancing. It's just like a nice little yeah. hook, like a little bop. Yeah, and it was cool. It was just like, it was just two different vibes because he still has this hype stuff, you know? Like, obviously, you had the people like, oh, he's playing Yonkers, you yeah. know? Like, oh, not, okay. So yeah. he did, uh, He yeah. did Yonkers. He did nice. a little bit of Flower Boy. He did Jump Back into Wolf a little bit. Mm. No, no Cherry Bomb. Oh, it was yeah. That's I'm okay. With he that. played he played like seventy five percent of Igor, like pretty much. How long was the show? I think it was like hour and a half, hour and forty five. Okay, so awesome. he, he packed like a relatively yeah. short ish. Yeah, it set. wasn't too Normal bad. Um, Jaden Smith opened for him, which I I do not like. I'm just <laughs> <an icon>. <laughs> <laughs> I I I was there with my girlfriend, and I was like, man, where did Will Smith go wrong? I, like where. <laughs> I really thought you were going to come out with the hot take and just be like, Jaden Smith, better No, than I Tyler. saw your Instagram story about it. <laughs> it didn't seem like, like you were into it. Like, what happened, you know? Uh, Does gold- he at least try? Is I he mean, trying to do something kind of big or interesting? I think he just has a completely different crowd. Well, yeah, no, you're exactly right. Because a lot of his stuff is like almost like spoken word rap kind of stuff that he does. So that's a weird yeah. mix I for that to be the I wouldn't opener call him the bad, creator. I don't think. But like... Definitely not good. It's Well, it's, <laughs> it's a mix because also his album was like... A lot of it was very straightforward, just like rap. And he was trying to go like loud and big, but his voice is not capable. Yeah. It's like when Gambino used to try to be like... <laughs> like had the scratchy voice and it was yeah. like... Dude, we know that Can't you're a millennial. <laughs> like we, we know you went to NYU. We can hear it in your voice. <laughs> was um, how was? Did you? I'm guessing you didn't see him at Coachella, right? Oh, of course not. Yeah, because I heard he brought out Will Smith at his set. So no. was that a thing? Like no, I didn't see him. Uh, it was just, it was just weird, man. I don't know. It was, it was just like really hype, and I couldn't like hear anything he was saying. He, it was. He doesn't and, have a loud voice. He and his his music videos are he. 
he like played it in the screen behind him. <laughs> the and music I, video? Yeah, he played what the music the video fuck? behind him. That's so weird. And he was singing the words as he was too. And he had like I don't know. Did he have stands there? Like big fans? Probably. I don't know. Sure. I, there were people with like so like he has one album called Sire and then his mm-hmm. next one was called like Iris, which is Sire yeah, backwards. backwards. Yeah. Dude, that if you think about it, it's trippy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was someone had it like on the back of their jacket, and I'm like, man, you bought a Jaden Smith <laughs> jacket, you know? But Tyler. Yeah, Tyler fucking killed Great. it. Yeah. yeah, Tyler fucking killed it. I don't cool. know if you guys saw his uh, Camp Flogna show, because Jaden Smith performed, because Tyler has its own festival called Camp Flogna yeah. in oh, L.A. Yeah, right. yeah. and Jaden Smith performed it. And at the end of the show, Jaden Smith was like, Tyler's my fucking boyfriend. And everyone's like, Tyler's gay? What's going on? <laughs> J- I guarantee you Jaden Smith is straight as fuck. <laughs> How do you know? He just, well, Will he Smith just is a Scientologist, so is he's he probably, really? yeah. Oh. There's probably that. some weird homophobic thing. Well, I mean, the they're all, like, the Smith family is very bizarre. Um, but, yeah, Jaden, the, the other issue with him empirically is... Hip hop is built upon a system of credibility where you almost have to rise from nothing in order to be taken really seriously. And he is the son of a billionaire. <laughs> he has never worked a day in his life. Like he's never had a job. What, billionaire? He's a YouTuber. He's, the, he's the son a son of YouTuber. one of the one of the most popular influencers of the last twenty years. <laughs> I just know his dad from Instagram. It's just you hear it. You hear him sing "Icon," and it's like, no, your dad's an icon. <laughs> like you're not. Like it's just almost silly. You know, it's like he's cosplaying as a rapper. He's not actually a rapper, even if it's like good objectively. Like some of the songs, I'm like, yeah, this is good, but it's also not because yeah. it's like it's a production. It's not yeah. real. Yeah, it's like pretty much like most mumble rappers. I mean, he's not a mumble rapper, but it's basically. You're carried by your production, you know, mm-hmm. and he's definitely carried and by he your can production. afford the greatest production ever in all of his music. Yeah. The guy who's saying "Welcome to Miami," you know, fucking pushing out dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> any <laughs> any other thoughts on the show at no, all? No, I mean it was an excellent show. I think it was worth every penny. Uh, yeah. I had a good time. My girlfriend does not like rap at all, and she had a great time. I okay. I need to see Tyler at some point. I yeah. was really bummed I didn't get to go. I'm sure he'll Gotta be headlining him. festivals pretty soon. Yeah, hell yeah. At least sub headliner. So before we get into the debate. I have a little surprise segment for Danny here. Oh, yikes. Uh, I just want some pop culture quick takes. Uh-huh. So tell me how you feel about this uh, Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. Ooh, I'm hype, man. I think it'll be good. Uh, Vince Gilligan's doing it, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Written and directed. I, I think it's going to be good. I think, I think they shouldn't be hyping it up as much as they are. I think we should all just be kind of have our own opinion on it beforehand but i mean i love the breaking bad series of course i think it was i think it was incredible i I mean mean, this series this movie seems like a little bit of going back to the well to try to rekindle the the what was good about it so so that's that's the the thing is that if it wasn't vince gilligan being attached to this then i would not be nearly as excited for it but vince gilligan is He's never made us doubt him in anything that he d- he's For done. Sure. So like even if like I haven't watched all of Better Call Saul, it's amazing. Like it's so exactly good. if he's gonna go back to that world, it's all for a purpose, and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think that's uh, the reason why it's been taking however many years since the show's been off the air for it to make the movie is because he was waiting to actually make it right. So it's basically Aaron Paul post like 
post Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like right after. Okay, like that, the events of what happens after he drives watch, away. I didn't want to watch any like trailers, just so I didn't. Yeah, I missed the trailer. I but what I heard of it, like, because it came out Emmy night, right? Mm-hmm. That trailer, well, the teaser is the teaser, great. Yeah. Yeah. it's now a longer trailer. It, it single handedly shifted the entire conversation about this reboot. It was really hesitant at first, and then after that dropped, now everyone is infinitely more excited. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, even though I didn't watch it, just uh, based on what everyone else is saying. Comes out Friday. What, what right? else do you have to throw at mm-hmm. Danny? There's just one more quick thing. Oh, Any takes on The Mandalorian and Disney Plus? Oh. Uh, Do you care? You can say no. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like the whole takes. splitting up of streaming media crap. Uh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. How the yeah. the coming onslaught of <laughs> yeah, I think it's services. so stupid. I mean, I think it's great for like families instead of buying every like Disney movie, you can just buy that and just like yeah. throw that shit on and your kids if will you have up, like you know? some five year old kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you what do you think about the new high school musical? <laughs> <laughs> Be real. <laughs> I can't say I'm familiar. What's your take on Last Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> With Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. No, no that's, that's, uh, that's, that's Noel. That's Noel. Yeah, that's Noel. No, you're talking about... No, I'm talking about, about Last Christmas. I'm the, talking about the Amelia movie Clark. based off of the Wham song. Yeah. 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 <sighs> that's all I got. Um, yeah. okay. We also wanted to talk... We don't have to go too long, but about the new Britney Howard album. Oh. Uh, oh we Well, because Danny's a big great. fan, too. He said he wanted to talk about it. Yeah, oh. I'm in love. I I cannot be happier with this album. I don't know. You, I think, think it's so good. Uh, I think she's way too talented to not be making music, and I don't know why Alabama Shake stopped doing their thing. But as long as she's singing, I'm happy. Yeah, you know. Well, they you- put out an album that kind of like set the 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 world ablaze a little bit because it was this very unique sound sort of retro yeah color that one right yeah and talking about the first one yeah and then they put out a follow-up didn't nobody cared about it but sounding color i think is a better album than yeah sounding color was on an app was it an uh, iphone commercial they were started they were starting to come up yeah it's so though i love both of those albums i'm a big fan of them uh, however, especially after getting a feel for seeing them live, I've watched a lot of videos of them live. I haven't seen them in person. Uh, I got the sense that maybe she was too good for that band. Like she, those, those guys, especially on stage do nothing. And she is absolutely going for it. She has a voice that is a lot more versatile than the drums, bass and, and guitar parts of sure. that band. Even if I love their albums, it's just, it's one thing to let Britney cook on top of like four, four time soul rock. And it's a whole other thing to like be like, okay, we don't have to worry about her voice. She can do anything with her voice. So what if we try to make the music match that level of versatility and intensity? And that's what this album is. It's like bringing the music up to her level. It's, yeah. it's, it's abstract, experimental. Like it fucks with time signatures and keys a lot. Uh, and the production, I think, is like immaculate. Like yeah. it's the, the percussion on this album sounds so goddamn good it's the biggest like swelling drums i've heard in years on yeah i when i heard it i thought of the drums exactly they're yeah. huge mm-hmm. they sound massive they sound right in your face without overwhelming you because britney howard is singing yeah <laughs> so another, you're always focusing on her another thing i wanted to note was i don't know if you listen to some of the lyrics but it's not metaphorical at all like goathead is literally about Someone putting a goat head in the back of her dad's car. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very personal. It's Jeez. about her dealing with racism, about her upbringing. 
uh, Jamie is the name of her sister who died when she was 13. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think maybe even her twin sister. Like, it's it's a brutal story. Oh and she God. she started writing a novel about this called Jamie, and she ended up just turning it into an album. So the lyrics are so personal and poetic. And then on top of that, I, I did research into this because this album is blew me like off my fucking feet. I put it on in the gym and I had like the best workout of my life. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is not saying much. I don't have good workouts. But <laughs> I, I love how it like just from the jump, the first song, the first two mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. It, it comes in with that rolling you. snare in the bass. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Uh, I definitely need to devote more time to this album. Um, I really enjoyed it so far, but uh, it's, I, I, maybe I just haven't given it enough chances. There's definitely like some songs that like, blended a little bit together for me, which I do think that that's a thing with Alabama Shakes too. I think that she's an amazing artist, but sometimes um, with some of her songs, like I do notice that it does blend a little bit like it. And that's not even necessarily a bad thing. Like I kind of like whenever I can just kind of fall into an album and then I'm like, Oh shit, it's already over. Like, and yeah. we start this thing again, this but like some, definitely some standout tracks. I love history repeats. The first song, mm-hmm. Georgia is an amazing. Song. Oh my dude. So love Georgia. This album is like almost I, a psychedelic album. Yeah, no, yeah. I, the last minute of that is like a tame song. I, like yeah. it goes straight psychedelic. I love that. And I love how that song leads into stay high. Really? Yeah. Oh. And stay high is just like, Shout it's pretty much Cruz. Alabama. Emma Shakes' <laughs> yeah. song, like that works right on there. I think my favorite song on here is 13th Century Metal. Oh my gosh, I just I so love good. that it's song absolutely. so much. So I I ended up doing research, and uh, one of the engineers of this album is his name is Sean Everett. He also mixed and mastered the album. He engineered Father of the Bride. Oh wow, this okay. year, nice. yeah, this dude cooks because he also <laughs> engineered. I'll get a different reaction here, but he engineered "Golden Hour" by Casey Musgraves, which is Ooh, the, <laughs> which is the second best produced album of last year behind Sweetener. Like the production on that album is immaculate. Like this this guy is a golden touch right now. He's on fire. Like his his credits this year alone are very impressive. That's really crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, huh. I I had to figure it out because I was like, this is on another level. And she kept I, around her bassist to do some bass parts and stuff but let me go through the part the credits that britney howard alone has on this album it's bass clavinet primary composer drums editing guitar keyboards lyricist percussion primary artist which <laughs> is a credit apparently, <laughs> uh producer and string arrangements god she damn did, she did everything yeah she did it all i i mean that's the best part about this album is the production behind Move it along, like that Kevin is Parker. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's i don't know right now it's squared in at number two on the year for me nice. and i've only given i've listened to it like four times in like three days i i can't get enough of this it. uh this sean everett guy these are some of the other albums he's he's uh Go through just this year so he did the local natives album violet street of course mm. uh he did the new jenny lewis album on the line critically acclaimed he did um, the new Hosier album. Oh, the new Clayro album. Wow, Immunity. Yeah, Have you heard crazy. this? Damn, yeah. yeah, I did not this, know this. This guy. man is yeah. a, a legend. Also, Haim's yeah. uh, single "Summer Girl" from their upcoming album, uh, and just from last year, like just a bunch of other things like Kurt Vile, Okerville River. King Turf. A lot of diversity in what oh, he's producing. Yeah. Star? The Killer's latest album, Wonderful, Wonderful. The newest, The War on Drugs album, A Deeper what? Understanding. Oh, when did uh, this guy start? Um, and well, the thing is, his his like beyond the last few years, he's been doing stuff since the 90s, but not a lot of big stuff. And then just like this year and last year, it's gone like 
like 10 projects a year and they're all like good. And they all, like you said, Hunter, they sound different. Yeah. Like that's a good producer. Hey, that's... he did Weezer's Ratitude. Yeah. That won't. He... <laughs> Damn. Here's the thing. Yo. He, I think his first credit or one album. of his first is Pinkerton. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. man. So he's yeah. been around for a is, while. Is that then. right or is that another guy? Um, I'm not sure about so that. So it's right. Don't look okay. it up. Um, <laughs> there, no, there's another guy because there's another engineer who also worked on Father of the Bride. This had two engineers from Father of the Bride. And that guy did because he also did Ratitude, but he did Pinkerton as well. This oh. this album has credits, bro. Like, uh, apparently, it says that he only did the deluxe edition bonus tracks. <laughs> Those are the best part of Pinkerton. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Sweet. Uh, anyway, I just like... I, I love it, dude. Yeah, like no. you responded to my Instagram story, like, dude, this we gotta talk about it. Like, yeah. it's I can't believe how good it is. It it's one of those albums that I I've obviously doing the podcast and trying to listen to as many albums as possible. So many of them easily like fall through the cracks, and I have to like make an effort to try to revisit them. But with this one, I, right away from the first song, I was like, oh shit, this is real. Like, this is a fucking real ass yeah. work. It's like artistic expression. Yeah. Like, her, if you count this in the Alabama Shakes cinematic universe, the progression of the three albums is awesome. Like, yep. the way that they ch- evolved over time, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's so good. Yeah. How, what is this, like, in reference to her, like, side project, Thunder Bitch? That was totally different. Okay. I, d- I didn't even listen to Thunder Bitch, but apparently it was, like, a rockabilly type vibe, oh. um, which didn't really intrigue me. <laughs> Um, All right, we got to get into the yeah. We got to start fighting. We fought a mic, so it's been too like friendly so far in this podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to make some enemies. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's time to start elbowing each other in the nose. So we fought a mic. Assemble the best hip hop supergroup. We have some uh, some rules here. We're trying to go only for artists who are not already or have not been yeah. part of a supergroup. So that automatically eliminates Brockhampton and Odd Future. Uh, duos are okay, though. Duos are okay. Duos are okay. Our fair game. Um, and that's about it. I mean, they have to Five, be alive. Yeah. Five, yeah. yeah. They have to be alive. So they have to be able to make a 2020 release. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I yep. wish I knew these rules before, but uh, apparently they all meet them. So, yeah. Cool. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> my first Sweet. pick is Tupac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is alive. Look it up. Uh, okay. So, let's start with you, Hunter. So, we'll go. Uh, should, should we just name all five of them, or should, should we just go round robin one by one? Uh, let's go round robin a little okay, bit. Okay. So, then who's we your can first kind of say who we have first. So, um, is this like a draft? I really thought about yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah. If I take them, you can't have them. Um, <laughs> No, I uh, there might be some overlap. Yeah, with our th- list, if there's overlap, it's fine. I uh, with mine, I definitely wanted to make sure that it's people who have, who know how to work with others. You can't have a guy who's just going to come in there and steal the whole show. So I'm going to start with somebody who knows a little bit how to blend in, but I think would be might be kind of the leader at least in 2019, 2020 of this group, and that's Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Mm. I think that uh, I will say right now I'm going for a mix between To Pimp a Butterfly and um, kind of Awaken My Love kind of a sound, like a a funk uh, jazz rap fusion is what the sound that I'm going for here. Uh, Very soulful, but also still have some amazing bars throughout it. Mm -hmm. Donald Glover, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Childish Gambino. All right, Danny. Yeah, I mean... Since you named him, I'm also going to name him uh, 
I like him because he's he's very versatile. Yeah, you know exactly. He, I mean, early on he was doing like straight bars, and then eventually he started jumping into "Awaken My Love," and then you know his what's his summertime songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he'd be a good person to have because I mean, my group personally, I'm trying to form like a better Brockhampton, you know. So. I need people that are versatile and also can produce and fit in on other places. That is, that's another thing. Everybody in my group has some kind of production abilities because I want them all to kind of bring something to the stage. And also, I mean, another thing of having Childish Gambino is that he can sing too. So you have somebody who can sing the choruses and stuff like that. All right. So got Donald Glover on our first two. Drew. Yeah. So I was keeping in mind all the, a lot of those same concepts. I want I want uh, people who get along. I want people whose vibes uh, work together that you could see collaborating. That, like it wouldn't shock you. And also I you know I wanted to have uh, production ability, singing ability. Um, but let me tell you about the general mood I went in for. Like I went in with a vibe, and then I formed the group around that vibe. And I want to push hip hop forward. Like I want to make the music of the future. Um, not not like in an energetic Brockhampton-y way, just like hip-hop music that doesn't sound quite like anything that's ever been made before. Uh, so naturally, my first choice would be Andre 3000 for that. Ooh. This man is one of the five best rappers of all time, I would say. Uh, and it's 2019. He's like old and he is still ahead of everyone somehow. Especially Wh- on features. Whenever he yeah. hops onto a feature, he absolutely blows me away. He's doing it in 2019. Uh, and he's like everyone, there are plenty of stories you can read about him just sitting in on studio sessions and being a presence. Like he just is a chiller. Uh, he likes being, he spent like 15 years or whatever in a group. Um, his, his technical ability is unparalleled. I wanted someone that combined insane technical ability with future forwardness because there are a lot of rappers that can technically do it, but not a lot of them are pushing anything, uh, pushing the boundaries. And he does that. Whenever he does anything, he is pushing the boundaries. All right, Andre um, 3000. I will say I agree with everything you said, and that's why I also have Andre 3000 in my group. It's too Um, friendly. I just think that there's so many features alone that he has where he comes in there and it's just like, oh, yeah, no, this feature was the best thing on this entire album. Like, he (laughs) has that ability to steal a show in not a a braggadocious way. He knows how to, like, kind of like pick his spots and then whenever he goes in he fucking goes in unlike pretty much any other rapper alive mm-hmm. all right another andre pick danny well i might go off the wall here a little bit what? i don't know if you some you might know this artist joji oh yeah, yeah. oh wow he, he was on my list damn i yeah. I, I, I he's like versatile Joji's yeah Joji's filthy very, frank <laughs> filthy frank man <laughs> Uh, That's th- awesome. Yeah, I think he's very versatile. I think he brings a really good R&B element to the, the group I want to form. Also, his production experience throws in a lot more than you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is a wild he, pick. He was on my shortlist, like dude. He's very talented. I, yeah. He's right, a who's, great producer. Who's your next picture? Well, if we have an Andre, and like needless to say, the rest of my group is very boundary-pushing and future-forward, we need a big boy. But... Not just like a big boy in that big boy was technically great and he was very straightforward almost in an old school way. Not just a large Not in that way. (laughs) We need someone... (laughs) (laughs) We need someone who fits the vibe but also is capable of just spitting more straightforward bars than anybody else. Uh An Amir, if you will, in, in Brockhampton. I am... 
bringing not up a mirror. <laughs> I chose a mirror. Because <laughs> apparently he was never in Brockhampton, yeah. if you ask Brockhampton. No, I'm, I'm yeah. not standing up for that guy. No. I chose Isaiah Rashad. Oh. I actually, I thought about Isaiah Rashad. This great. Yeah. I would call him a top five underrated rapper on the planet, first of all. Uh, the, his two projects he's put out were both, I would call them solid nines. Uh, if I were being, you know, trying to be as objective as possible, at the very least, they're eights. They're incredible projects. He, his flows are extremely versatile, but they're more straightforward than like an Andre who, who goes into, a lot of the time, Andre can sound like he's just reading the best poetry you've ever heard. Mm. Isaiah can spit, but also he has introspection. Uh, and his all of his music has an element of psychedelia to it without being overpowering, which is another element I'm looking for in this group because Andre's dabbled in that. Everyone in my group has dabbled in psychedelia, which I'm a big fan of in hip-hop. Underutilized. All right. Isaiah Shad. Okay, Hunter. So um, I also think if we're making a super group, then you just have to, like, at the end of the day, you just want to hear the greatest rappers alive together. And that's why I'm having the greatest rapper of our generation in this group, and that's Kendrick Lamar. Like, I don't, I think that Kendrick is just one, he shows up in like dozens of features, even Ask Maroon 5 um, is the most minute, notable though. feature. Uh, Black Hippie is a group that he's in. Do you consider that a. I mean,. That's why I didn't put him in my group. You know, he Black would be hippie. in there. Yeah, he was in I, Black Hippie. Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, they nobody even knows that about Kendrick. What? Like, he, nobody even... <laughs> yeah, no I mean, one's heard that's of That's like saying, uh, like, well, he was on the, the Black Panther soundtrack, so he's disqualified. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I have other options, but I think at the end of the day, like, I want Kendrick in my group because I think Kendrick can come in there and then just destroy it. I also think that if he brings some of his sensibilities from To Pimp a Butterfly, that brings that he is the perfect, he showed on that album how great he is at using this jazz, funk, hip-hop fusion sound. Okay, you're not disqualified because Black Hippie never released a record. Yep. Oh, just a bunch of singles and tapes. Yes, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I wasn't saying that in a no. Oh, they, just like a shitload of music. <laughs> they they don't have an album together at yep. all. They so. they they don't have a credit. I mean, yeah. So nice try, Donald Trump, <laughs> trying to undercut no, me. That's every just year. that's why morally I couldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, there are albums where they all appear but they're not credited right. to black hippie it's like a, a j-rock album or an absolute well album. i mean a lot of people from like that label will all kind of pop up together yeah. in each other's stuff so like that's just yeah. a thing i'm just saying that's why he's not in mine okay because they <laughs> right, have, that's fine you can, you look can them call up. an audible right. and they're on spotify <laughs> you want. they have a song with 10 million listens what's the song is it that part remix no it's called rolling stone um, the, but yeah they are on the remix of that as well <laughs> either way though like i mean he's good in a group yeah so, so that's I don't mean to derail. You, we gotta let Hunter pop off a little bit because I just <laughs> stole that. Let me fucking hit it. Uh, Danny, go ahead. All right. So I already went in with Donald Glover and his hybrid uh, nature that he brings. Joji with his production and R and B elements. Now I'm gonna bring an actual big boy. And when I mean actual big boy, I mean he is severely overweight. Killer, Killer Mike. Mike. Yes, yeah. Killer Mike was on my list. Yeah. I wanted to put him in there. Yeah, Killer Mike. Yeah. I think he brings some fucking aggressive ass bars. Uh, I think his flow, he can pretty much come in on all those hard hitting beats. I think he brings a really good element. He's a very powerful voice. And you always recognize him whenever you hear him on a song. I think he's kind of like a great value Andre, if you think about it. But 
I think he's a great addition to the group. Killer Mike. All right. Drew. Great, great value food is also more fattening mm. than <laughs> store brand. Yeah, he knows that. <laughs> um, well, I said future forward and I meant it. And I'm going to go with someone who I think would make a great protege to Andre, uh, Tierra Wack. Oh. She can sing. She is one of the most future forward artists we have today. And also, she has a lot of mainstream appeal. Like, she's crossing over a bit. She's gotten shout-outs from people like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like, she is going to blow up. If I were to make a list of five people who will blow up in the next five years, she's on it. Mm. Um, and on top of that, she is immensely talented. She has the Andre factor of... She finds flows that haven't been done before. Like, she finds cadences that you've never heard in your life. Uh, and the lyrics are there as well. They fit in with Andre and Isaiah's... Uh, styles of introspection. Her production is unparalleled. She's she contributes to production and also she brings in incredible beats. Like she she works with everybody. She's a great collaborator. Uh, people just love her. And also visually, she she has an aesthetic that she cultivates, and it is some of the coolest uh, music aesthetic. Like the entire video for Whack World is unbelievable. It's a, it's like a whole visual album. That's it's only like twenty minutes long. It's un it reminds me of like don't hug me I'm scared like it's truly <laughs> it's visionary shit like she is the future and I think All she right. would fit in perfectly cool okay Tierra Whack Hunter all right so mine uh, might sound a little bit like a hot take to you guys and this is somebody who I never would have had on my list Claudio before Sanchez. last year oh. when Claudia released his rap <laughs> oh, no. Um, no it's uh, oh my god I'm gonna have somebody who's actually been taking more of a backseat in music and made a collab album with another person last year which was amazing and that's Kanye West. Mm -hmm. bring Kanye's his amazing keep him at just as a producer alone he's worth adding onto the team and the fact whenever you look at a project like Kid See Ghost Kid See Ghost if you look at that album I almost feel like Kid Cudi is kind of the MVP of that album over Kanye I mean whenever you bring in Kanye's production that's a whole nother thing but just from a but rapping yeah, thing like, yeah, he's willing wise. to take more of a back seat and when you think about all the albums that he even just produced last year and he would show up for like a like shove for like one verse as a feature in a song. This is somebody who I never would have thought in a super group if you have asked me like a couple years ago. Mm. But now I think that Kanye is in a stable enough place that I think that Kanye West would is what you want on this group if we're making the a true man, super group. The man himself. Yay. Okay. Danny. I was wondering if he'd make an appearance. Mm. All right. Now I'm wondering if my since they brought up Black Hippie being a, a almost against the rules. I, I mean, it's I'm, I'm it's wondering fine. if I'm wondering if mine is against the rules. Anderson Park. Oh, you're good. No, that's no, fine. that's not a hip hop group. It's not. It's well, not a super it's group. It's Anderson Park in the Free National. Yeah. it's a band. Well, I would yeah. call it his backing band. Also, I, yeah. Okay. So, because I thought about it, well, I almost had it. He's on my too. short list. Yeah, Anderson yeah. Park. So I like okay. Anderson Park. Uh, I think he, uh, as a producer, I think he's awesome. Uh, and he brings both elements. He's kind of like Donald uh, Donald Glover as well. Um, he's a drummer. I think, yeah, drummer as well. I think he brings a really good soulful element to it and also can rap. I mean, if you heard from uh, the new YBN Cordray uh, album, which is on that great, song. by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So cool. th those are two people that it hurts me to even hear because I wanted them really badly. Anderson and they, Pac. Um, Kanye in particular. If we were doing like uh, plucking people from certain time periods, I would take 2008 feature Kanye. Yes. When he was on like American Boy by Estelle, mm -hmm. dropping the best pop hip hop verse maybe ever. Um, however, he didn't fit my vibe. One person that the, the word vibe comes up a lot when you discuss this person. Uh, he has a lot of in terms of production. 
he had he has a lot in terms of mood, which I'm definitely trying to set a mood with this group. It's James Blake. Ooh, wow, as a, a rapper, did not no. expect. Oh, who that. said he's rapping? A, okay, hip hop groups don't have to be all rappers. It's a curveball. Thing. Okay, all right. he, he's a producer. He can sing hooks. He has a beautiful voice, in my opinion, and he can. He is one of the better collaborators of our time. He's a guy that you'll just like find an article that's like, oh yeah, he has four albums with Chance that haven't been dropped yet, or like he, has, oh yeah, he he did a whole session with Gambino or whatever. He like, was all over that ASAP Rocky album too. Yeah, he yeah. he does so much with so many different people in hip hop. His newest album this year is really like if he didn't put that out, he might not have made my list. But there's a lot of hip hop influence oh, in yeah. there, uh, including just like having rappers on it. <laughs> um, but I mean, this man is everything that I'm looking for. His production has since the jump been pushing shit forward and he's still doing it. And other people like it. Other people like yearn to work with this guy. And he's not a spotlight hog. When he produces someone else's music, he's not like, all right, I'm going to do like my tag. You know, you got to be like, James Blake made the track. At the, you know, there's none of that. It's, it's, he's, he's selfless, but also his mark is unmistakable. His, his tag is his beautiful angelic voice. Yeah. That, well, that's the thing. Because uh, Tierra can sing. So oh. <laughs> Tierra and James Blake together is th those are some hooks right there. Those are some moody, mildly psychedelic hooks. All right, Jimmy Blake from across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> yes, across he's wow, the I, pond. I like that. <laughs> That's how we introduced. Yeah. If he's shows, in my group, I he has to call himself <laughs> that. <laughs> it's not negotiable. So I actually I had similar thinking to what you're saying, and uh, for me, I was kind of juggling around. For my fifth person, was the hardest for me to land on, and I kept juggling around a few different names. And at the end of the day, I kind of figured. I don't want Gambino Glover to be doing all of the heavy lifting of doing all of the actually like leading the choruses and the singing. We need somebody else with a beautiful voice, but also somebody who has shown that she can do bars in mm. a situation which I think is perfect for her. Didn't even think about her until she just released a song with Pusha T last month. And that is Miss Lauren Hill. Mm. Mm. I think that, Think about Lauren Hill's career. She made one album, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, which is a masterpiece. It yeah. is a perfect album. And then she kind of retired from making music because she hated the spotlight. She hated being this singular icon that everybody comes to. You put her in a super group, I think that's the perfect atmosphere for her. She can bring forward her sensibilities with all these different styles of music along with the amazing voice i mean just think about the harmonies between donald glover and lauren hill on a verse that would just that's beautiful that is music to my goddamn ears and that's why and i also think that she has amazing bars which she's still been showing in features that are still coming out so she's still active in the music community mm -hmm. so i think that she's a perfect fifth in my hell group. yeah miss lauren hill all right danny all right, so I feel like I have a lot of soft elements in my group so far, and I gotta end it with a bang. So I gotta have some street cred on here, don't I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Killer Mike <laughs> wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, Killer Mike is the only guy like you know brings a whole lot of you know oomph to the group, you know. <laughs> but I brought Vince Staples. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another okay. short list. Ooh, that okay. dude is a killer. Yeah, I had to bring a crip. <laughs> really important to you. Yeah, exactly. Danny's a crip. If anyone doesn't know, <laughs> any listeners, you already know. If you're a blood, come on out. You know, <laughs> swing the shooters. Takash six nine. Oh yikes! We have a lot. We have a lot of blood listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's most of our demo. So, what is the final picture? 
to round out our super groups? Well, five people on a track is plenty and possibly too many. And obviously with any super group, you can have songs that are just one or two or three people. But I wanted someone who doesn't appear on the majority of tracks, who just handles the ones and twos. Brockhampton has like three guys who just produce mm -hmm. and they're members of the group Brockhampton. Uh, and listen, y'all heard my theme. It's future forward. It's, it's prestige. It's timeless in a way that is... It's timeless, but you definitely know it's after the year 3000. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Pharrell Williams. Wow. This man doesn't age. Much like Andre 3000, they're kind of a match made in heaven because they're both somehow on top of things, despite having been in the game for like over 20 years. He, last year's Sweetener, those tracks sounded like they were from 2025. Like it's, it's kind of insane the level that he's at production-wise. Uh, and he can all, you know, he can pop in now and then, but that's not my intent with him. My intent is to have him be the master of this group. He is the master producer. Him and James Blake together, their styles to me are perfect. They create such an incredible mood. They're both great producers. They both worked on a couple albums together, uh, not on the same tracks, but they both worked on Channel Orange mm -hmm. a good amount. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that they would vibe perfectly. And then once you give them the three primary rappers of Isaiah and then Andre fucking 3000 and Tierra whack. Uh, that is a playground for those dudes to play in. Like that is giving them the tools. That's like giving them nukes basically. Yeah. I, Pharrell Williams. I, I mean, wow. I like that. You have two different, like very producer driven people in your group Beats, instead of yeah. actually going for like the full, like classic of like what people think about whatever you think about a super group, which yeah. is just having like rappers. Yeah. Cause if you're going futuristic, the production matters a lot. Um, I will just say with my, I mean, it seems like we all kind of went in with different ideas for what Definitely. we want our super group to sound like, which, which is, is good. interesting. <laughs> I thought, I honestly thought there was going to be a little bit more crossover than there actually was with mine. I really, like I said, I want a fusion between awaken my love and to pimp a butterfly. That's what I want my album to sound like, because I think that it has that timeless quality where you could hear it and you could be like, oh my God, is this album like 10 years old and it just sounds amazing? Or you could be like, this album isn't ready to be produced yet. The world isn't ready for something like this. Like that's what I'm thinking more so is the vibe with my album. And I think that by bringing in five people, all of who are producers in themselves, you're letting all of these creators come together in just this perfect cesspool of hip hop and make out and just like churn out something beautiful. Mm -hmm. Go. Okay, <laughs> let's recap. So, Hunter Supergroup, Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, Andre 3000, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, and Miss Lauren Hill. Danny Supergroup, Donald Glover, Joji, Killer Mike. Anderson Pack and Vince Staples and Drew Supergroup, Andre 3000, Isaiah Rashad, Tierra Wack, James Blake, and Pharrell Williams. So there's a little bit of overlap here with Andre and Donald Glover, but other than that, pretty uh, siloed off different supergroups. I like it. I am digging it. I'm surprised we didn't get any Lizzo. No Lizzo, no chance. I, I thought about Lizzo. You know what's funny? I proposed this idea to you guys as a rap supergroup, thinking, well, Chance is the perfect person for a rap supergroup because, I mean, look at, like, he's able to do backseats and then come in with a verse like he does on a Kanye album and steal the whole album away. Mm -hmm. 
And maybe it's because of the big day that we've all soured on him. It's if just, we could yeah, pluck him dump. from like from <laughs> high school, let's just take him right out of high school and put him on yeah, the album. That's maybe. the thing is like if we're doing time periods, I take him at acid rap. But, but like, we're doing a 2019, yeah, 2020 just, album. Just if you said chance, we would have we would all have ammo. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we'd all exactly. be like, all right. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that uh, Danny chose Killer Mike. That's a great pick. I'm surprised. No LP. No, no love for my guy. I, so I, I don't know if you want to go through everybody who is like kind of on short list, but a couple names that I had on here, it, it would have been a different group, I will say. But I thought about throwing in like a Schoolboy Q or an MF Doom as he like was, a producer. He was really on close there. for me. Uh, Q-Tip. Like throwing in a little bit of that, but I well, guess but tribe tribe I tribe think is, is more is definitely but here. I definitely yeah. thought of like Q-tip oh I would put I in someone on. from tribe I, and Rockhampton if I could and I I am a little bit surprised I thought because we all kind of chose a singer rapper kind of style to carry some of the hooks and I almost thought that one of us would have Drake on our list mm. I feel like that would be the popular I'm glad pick. nobody did no but that would yeah. be the popular pick is See, people would want to drink now you on could there. do that but the better choice than Drake is always post Malone who Ooh. was who was one of my I, great hooks on my honorable mention well I I mean similar, and that like, same thing I thought about J Cole yeah but like as another person who's like very like singer rapper well, driven. Jo- Joji has some yeah. good yeah. vocals yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why sing. I like Joji in my group I yeah. think he'll be like a great yeah. addition well to that. another thing about yours is you have two guys who transition from comedy to music Joji and Donald yeah so yeah. If, rap doesn't, if rap doesn't work out you know they yeah, can, yeah. Be, skits. They can <laughs> join UCB and just like yeah. make a great if and the whole time Killer Mike's just like man fuck these if I <laughs> if I would have uh, made it uh, a super group there would have been a lot of similarities here especially with hunters uh but i would have put in SZA. i think SZA that would have was been. i my, thought about I, I wanted her yeah uh, so i did this list with a friend of the pod gaia and uh, on her <laughs> list she had SZA on her like she was yeah. she was my she number have, like, seven i, I definitely she, thought about her. but she's I, a great I th- singer i yeah. think her spot you guys have acknowledged that 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 spot needs to be filled. Yeah. You know, I, Hunter, I filled it with Tierra. Hunter sure. has, t- uh, or you have Tierra Wack. Hunter has Miss Lauren Hill. Danny, you have Joji and Anderson Pac. That yeah. man can sing. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I mean, SZA has bars too, but yeah. I I love her singing. Voice. Yes, for sure. Um, so I want to hear some fucking fighting before right. I really get into to my thoughts on this because I just want to hear a little bit more about what this sound is going to be like. I mean, Hunter, like I want to hear how your people are going to put a a cohesive album together and how they're, how are they even going to perform this uh, album on, on, uh, on stage? Cause you're have a very top heavy, like it's a packed fucking super group. That's a lot of personalities. Well, how is that going to work on stage? Danny, I want to hear from you. Like, uh, you have a great, great group, but I, I want to hear like how it's all gonna. You haven't talked a lot about how it's actually gonna sound, yeah. So I want to hear that, Drew. It seems like you have a very clear idea about the sound. You know, you you want to create a record that is gonna set the standard for what's to come in the 2020s, and you have the masters at work here. It's it's interesting that you picked people who are on the come up. And people who are veterans. Mm. So I want to hear like kind of what the the dynamic of that is. Is having 
uh, half your super group be these legends and then half be like people who are on the come up. So, okay, go. So, uh, I'll, I'll ding, go first. I'll go first. Um, with mine, I kind of I took some notes. I, I licked my wounds after we did our last super group <laughs> battle. And I thought about it. And the point that you made, Ernest, about how I lost that fight was right. Is that at the end of the day, you want to hear the best. You want to hear the best people doing something. And that's something that I really put in mind with this is like if I saw all of the names on my list making an album, I would go pre- I would I would actually go buy the album, which is not a thing that anybody does anymore. The CD, the tape. But I would get everything. Give me the eight track. Like I don't give a shit. Like I want to hear that. And I think that all these people have a very cohesive sound. Not to mention that, like I've said before, whenever I was listing them off, all of them have taken back seats in their own projects or in other people's vehicles together. So I think that despite it being very like A-lister names, they're like I think that I have a bunch of Brad Pitts in my group where they're they're all chameleons. They can be the lead of your project, but they can also just come in there and just bat a thousand and just knock it out of the park with every verse that they have. I also think that you could have some like interlude-ish tracks that are just Glover and Lauren Hill just like singing back and Ooh. forth together. Like I think that that's that a makes thing. My nipples hard. This like hip hop <laughs> jazz style. Like that's the vibe that I'm feeling is just this very. It's futuristic, but it also sounds very old well, school and classic. I I need I need a little bit more in terms of like when I press play track one and I listen through this thing. Let's say it's an hour long. Give me a rundown of like what am I what am I hearing? You mentioned these interludes. Like, am I going to be hearing every person on every track? No, 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 like, no. That's, what is the experience? Uh, that's of the thing is that thing? I I am going to have it a mix so that you'll have tracks that it'll be Kanye will come in there and he'll be like the star of a track, but then you might not even notice that he's there for the next couple of tracks. Like they are going to kind of take turns. It's like a, a great basketball team where they're each getting up their shots. And they're all still playing within the same team together. I'm not having them. I don't want the Brockhampton model. I don't want them all five going in one after another on a track and it getting. I mean, I love the new Brockhampton record, but like it getting convoluted to a certain. Do you have a name for the for the album or the group? I do not. All right, but I I can can come up. I'll think on that. Do you guys have names for (laughs) yours? I do. Okay. All right. You want to say Soothsayers. Ooh. There's no fucking group named Soothsayers. Are you fucking kidding me? That's a, literally a word. That Discovery means future repeated. Tellers. Literally future tellers. That's fucking sick. That works. All right. So yeah, tell me more. So speaking to what you said about the dynamic, that's what I wanted. I didn't want a bunch of old heads, and I didn't want a bunch of less. I'm not gonna say unproven because Tierra Wack has proven her worth, of course, and same with Isaiah, but less proven people. You They're know. still very niche. Yeah, know, of only course. A few people know, but. Them. My main focus was I wanted it to be so if a track like I didn't want any two people in this group to be incompatible. I wanted every single duo that you can imagine to make sense. And it all does to me really, really well. The least compatible uh, two in my whole group, I would say, are James Blake combined with Isaiah Rashad. And they have a lot in common musically. Isaiah is very introspective. He's very moody in his tracks and he grounds it in a lot more of a uh, instrumental hip-hop than anyone else on the album does, which opens up avenues to introduce real instruments instead of going full futurism, even though that's what I want about 75% of. Uh, in addition to that, like I 
Pharrell as a mastermind of production is exactly how I want to use him because the way that he owned Sweetener while only saying like three words on that album was kind of unbelievable to me. The the way that like you hear Pharrell in every track, but the only thing he really says is like, you can get blazed. That's <laughs> exactly how I want to use him in this album because his production is unmistakable and it has, like I said, a ton in common with James Blake and every rapper and performer I have in my group can be on top of a combination of those two producers in addition to contributing to the production because all of these three people do have production work. You know what I just thought of? And mm. I don't want to interrupt you. But was Pharrell Williams a part of NERD? That's... Is yeah, that two people? That's that's more than that's a group. How many people are in? You're NERD? disqualified. There's I like fourteen. Black Hippie's a group. You have a guy in a group, <laughs> don't you? It's a duo. <laughs> Duos are fine. What's a duo? I'm looking it up right now. I think he was. I N-E-R-D, think more than I think NERD is a is technically a hip hop. I just group. you are that. right about that. Black Hippie's a group. Black Hippie's is not. Uh, they it's never released. Really it's I a four member group that released is music. Way more valid. As a group, then Black Hippie will be. Well, it's not a validity thing. It's like, would you call it a group? Yes. Black Hippie you is have to the replace definition Pharrell of now. them. It, you no, have to I don't. replace Pharrell. No. Who's your I don't know. I'm right, with it. I'll allow it. I don't care. I'm the guest. Whatever wait, I who, say goes. Wait, who was your person <laughs> that was in a group? Oh, you know, uh, Donald Glover was in... Uh, Derek Comedy. <laughs> Derek Comedy. <laughs> they did a lot of hip-hop together. <laughs> the streets of... Have you ever heard Keyboard Kid? Yeah. That cool. Best song right. he ever made. Cool. Well, so I think... Yeah, the the NARD point is valid, but we're not going to get into semantics. We'll yeah. allow it. But I I like the fact that you have Andre because if you didn't have Andre, this would be a problem because yeah. it, Pharrell would be the de facto like focus leader figure of the group, you know, and that would that would get a little a little uh weird with the rules we've set up for ourselves, but the fact that we're the that you have Andre in there, I think, I think that's a great yeah. choice because he, it's almost like I can see it. Andre being the actual leader of the group, and Pharrell is more of like the guy in the room that you kind of just want there in case he has some gems to to. Yeah. to drop. But counterpoint to that, Andre has never been the lead. Like he's never released a solo album. That's a good point. He's never actually taken. I'm, I want him. I think that he is a perfect number two or a number three option. Yeah, that's why I got like, him. That's why I, I wouldn't want to put him. Well, the other is Scotty Pippen, though. The know? thing is, though, yeah, you, you it, can't. What happens when Scotty Pippen gets his own team? Well, <laughs> I mean, if we need a lead, you can't pretend that James Blake hasn't produced every track he's ever I'm made. I'm not talking about producing. I'm talking like well, nobody. If, if we're looking for a lead. If like if I have a mastermind and I need another one, I have two masterminds in addition to rappers. I just don't think that you you don't have a front man, which maybe I'm going the other way and I have too many front. Yeah, men. you have all you have, I, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Glover and Kendrick together is interesting to me. I don't know if that would oh, work. To be I honest. I am so into I, that. I, I, I need to hear more from Danny. Danny, go off. All right, so tell me about your album. What's it so gonna sound I like? already said I wanted this to be a better Brockhampton. Okay, so Brockhampton albums. You always have your bangers, you always have your sad boy songs, and then you have your like your R&B mixed with bars kind of thing, and that's what I want to go for. When you're talking about hard-hitting songs, you're thinking Vince Staples and Killer Mike spitting on a beat together, you know? You then when you want to think about sad boy songs, you got you got Pac and Joji going in like really hitting the feels hard. Donald Glover can fit on any element of that aspect, okay? 
Pac can produce a lot. So can Joji. They have a very wide spectrum of when it comes to like collaborating with artists. Because I mean, Joji's been exposed to that stuff as a part of like eighty eight rising record label. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, I mean, Vince Staples on his own. I think he really. He's a really good second element to this album. When it comes to comparing it to Brockhampton, I want Donald Glover to be the Kevin Abstract of this group, okay? And then Pac kind of taking the Joba route. And then you have Vince Staples and Killer Mike being the Amir and uh, Matt Champion, you know? And that's what I see with this whole group. I think they can cover, they can cover every end of the spectrum of, you know... Pleasing so many people when it comes to the people that just like R&B, the people that want to hear radio hits, and the people that want to hear hard-hitting bars that, and crazy lyricism that you're not thinking about, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Um, I just And then also adding Joji into that, I just think it's... it's such an interesting wrinkle. It mm. is, because he's been blowing up a lot lately. And, and he's good, which he's, is the most surprising yeah, thing. Which was crazy, because I think it's so hard to go from, you know being a YouTube memer to, <laughs> to being such a talented artist. I was at Lollapalooza this year and there were so many white girls singing his songs. I was like, what is going on? I didn't know this many people knew him, you know? And he's, he's, he he's, produces he's, it, right? He produces it, yeah. 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 And that that's the element I was going for. I wanted more, like, I wanted any two of these artists to go, but also all five of these be able to collaborate on one song. So... It, I'm thinking about the the Brockhampton comparison. I I feel like with Brockhampton, they're not all in the studio at the same time. Okay. You have like right, like well, that's got to be right. They, you have like one guy who's in there kind of orchestrating, and then people come in to add their part. Well, they're right? not all in the room, but I mean, for a long period in Texas, they all had an apartment together, okay. and they just literally lived there. So <laughs> for for Danny, for your group, are you thinking? that all of these people are going to be making this record all together all at once? Or are you going to pick like Glover and Joji to be kind of like the backbone and then bring in the other members? Well, when it comes to producing, when it comes to producing, I want Pac and Joji doing the majority of it. Okay. Okay. Um, When it comes to orchestrating the whole thing, I want Donald Glover being there, organizing everything and putting it all together. But... When it comes to what I want the whole album to sound like, I'm thinking like a 12 album, 12 song album, each and then two or three artists at a time would each make two or three songs. You pick the best 12 and you go with that. And that's my Mm. whole picture of it. I I do have a question uh, to your point. Uh, what are the odds that I can get on Killer Mike punching Donald Glover in the face on the second day? Because mm-hmm. I question. think that that is highly likely yeah, when you have somebody like Killer Donald's Mike. Donald's nose Hold like on, wait a second. <laughs> this is coming from the guy with Kanye West in his group? Ooh! Oh, okay. Kanye is now taking a back seat so on almost every album that he produced last year. want to work with him? He is, Kanye, everybody wants okay, to well work listen, with Kanye. One He's thing, clinically insane. The one thing that you said, because he is really good at taking a backseat now, but you did call him stable, and that is very far. <laughs> not, that is false. Well, okay. He's not false. even close. No, I don't... I. Stable is a stretch. He's I know he's. I know he's not stable, but he knows how to take back seats. And I think that at this point, it's kind of... We're now reaching the stage of Kanye where... I don't know if we've talked about it before on the pod or not, but think about when Kanye was starting... 
he was just known as just a producer and they're like well you can't really rap so his first few albums it's him going out there and just being like look i can rap my ass off now it's kind of flipped and people just know him as a rapper and not a producer and the last few projects that he's worked on over the last like five ten years have all been production masterpieces oh i know even if they aren't great life of pablo has some incredible production choices in yeah, it. Like I love Life of Pablo. I'm just saying I, I do see a little bit of a power struggle there. I Donald, see, Kendrick, and Kanye. That's, that's exactly what Maybe I mean. for a song I don't that think works Kendrick, totally, I don't but think Kendrick, for an album, that's a lot of See, you're, Kendrick, you're, I would not worry about at all in that group. Your point for three of the people where I think they could take a back seat. And it's, it's kind of rough when it's like you have three artists that can all shine on their own which makes it so hard for me to believe. So this here's work. my thing with this is this is a super group and every, this group isn't going to be together for 20 years. I think they produce an album. It's a masterpiece. And it's a banger. It no, they produce an album and they'll play like 10 shows because I also have Lauren Hill on here and Lauren Hill is not a big tour. She doesn't want to be super in the limelight. So I think that you just have an album, you headline every fucking festival as well as playing like an LA show, a New York show. Like you do kind of the few spotty shows around the country and then that's, that's it. Like, and then they'll come, they'll kind of go off and do their own things again. Like this is, this is like almost like it's a bigger version of watch the throne where we have these two people at their apex mountains come together, produce a banger of an album, do a couple shows together, and then go back to doing their own yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's just two. You have three of those guys, and then you have two more on top of that. I See, I don't think that that's a problem, because I think that, I again, this isn't going for... I think if I was trying to do like an old-school style, like the tone that you're striking with like Killer Mike and everything, then I feel like they would butt heads a little bit more. But this is going to be a very production-heavy album. Like, like I said, I want... To pimp a butterfly and awaken my love to create this beautiful baby that is this sound of the future in hip hop. Mm. It's a sound of the future, but it's pulling off of all these I, things from the past. I love and that idea, but the big question mark is Kanye. I see, don't see I, how Kanye fits into that. Album. I think that Kanye can do that, especially when you take a look at. So, I mean, it's been announced. We should say it might drop before this episode even comes out, but he's putting out a soul record. Like we, don't know, we don't know what it sounds like. But everybody's saying that, like, now Kanye has even said he's done with secular music. He's only putting out <laughs> gospel music. Oh, sick. <laughs> no, but, like, and you can take that from what you want. But, like, I think that now he's kind of beyond even Ye, which is not a great album. I still really like a lot of the stuff on that album. And there's a lot of very classic styles that are influenced into that album. I've been doing a whole Kanye like discography deep dive over the last month or two and really going in on some of this stuff. And he brings a lot of soulful elements. I mean, think about a lot of the stuff off of 808s and heartbreaks or, um, uh, um, graduation, stuff like that, that has like this kind of very classic tone to it, but it, uses the 808 drums and all these kind of sounds of the future. That's why I think that Kanye is the perfect person. Kanye has already changed rap music once. I think that if you put him with these other people, he can change rap music again. Wow. It, it's possible, but that is a big but. It's Kanye West. And, I mean, we can't act like, at this point in their careers respectively, Donald Glover and Kendrick are both auteurs. Like, they call all their shots now. They are involved in every step of their processes now. Like five years ago, that may have not been the case. But at this point, 
they are not doing a third of the work on their albums. And so to like make them do a fifth of the work or even a third would be a question mark. I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I'm just saying it's a question. I just think at the end of the day, like I just want the best people in yeah. the world in a group um, together. And that's kind of what I'm going anyway, for here. Uh, listen, I've been real fucking nice to you, Danny. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it's a sound of the future versus yeah. a sound of the past I, thing. Yeah. This and you know be why? Because you have a great idea, Dan. No. <laughs> um, I fucking love so I would be really interested to hear this album you're talking about. My my main question would be: I have never. There's not a song by Joji that I can imagine Killer Mike on. And I know that he's not your primary producer, but them being involved together could work. It's just again, it's not a natural fit. And same with Vince. Vince is a gangster rapper at heart. He's worked on beats more similar to Joji, but I like Joji because he's pop. Like he's hip hop inspired pop music. So it would be interesting. I don't. I'm not totally sure. Okay. You know? So here's the thing. Joji is a part of 88 Rising. He's very much exposed. He's in a group, you say? No, he's he's <laughs> in the record label 88 Rising, and he is very much exposed to a lot of rappers. Most of them being some Asians you've never heard of. But um, Rich Brian is one of them. And if, to say that he's not involved in that production, and Rich Brian is not a singer, at least in his first couple projects, he was not a singer on those projects. To, to think that someone like Killer Mike couldn't rap over beats that Joji helped on is a bit of a stretch. No, I'm just saying... It's not a nat. You don't hear it and be like, "Oh yeah, Killer Mike and Joji." Well, you know, yeah. like you don't. That doesn't sound na- like immediately sensible. Well, you can't think of Killer Mike on a Joji song. You got to think about Killer Mike and Vince Staples rapping on a Pac and Joji produced thing with Donald Glover orchestrating it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the way I kind of see it. Yeah. Like Donald Glover can kind of pitch things towards you know people's talents yeah i mean i i believe that it could be really really wild like to to hear that would be like the most uh the most interesting fit out of any of it just because it's so like wait what but then you're like well it could if it worked it'd be great it's like when when a team trades for certain players and you're like well if they get along it's the best but sometimes they just yeah. don't, I guess. I don't know. My main goal was I want five people that there's no doubt that they will not, that they will get along. Like these people are guaranteed. None of these people are stinkers. None of these people uh, are egotistical. You know, like these are people who have made their names on collaborating. And uh, I don't think any of them really have a, a problem like having the spotlight. So you could say that you're making the 2012 Atlanta Hawks and I'm making the 2017 Golden State Warriors. Oh, de- I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that's what you're saying. You're asshole. a great regular season team. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's a fucking it's an all star team that's also all f- like friendly. Like these are all people who love. I they all have they're all in the similar vein while not being too homogenous. Like they have. They have plenty of differences from each other, but they there's a natural fit there. There, it, it's like a glove to I, me. I, I have a big question about yours. So earlier, I was talking about like who is the focus, who is the leader, who is like the point person, and your best your best answer was James Blake. How Wait, is this? Was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it was Andre 3000. It's Andre? Well, I mean, lyrically, the focus, Andre is our leadoff batter. He is the home run hitter. And then for our steady Eddie, we have Isaiah, who is also, in my mind, a home run hitter. But 
he's the kind of guy that goes for three minutes on a beat that doesn't change. Like he's the kind of guy that just can give you bars almost mechanically, like in this incredible uh, flowy way. But I mean, production wise, production wise, Blake, it's Pharrell and Blake together. Okay. Blake is, I mean, it's almost so Pharrell's influence on the record would make it. So it's not at a casual listener's ear, just a, uh, James Blake album with no. hella great features. Oh, no. This is Pharrell we're talking about. It's almost like Sweetener because about half the songs don't have Pharrell production on Sweetener. They're Max Martin-ish. And you can hear the difference, but they're both compatible. Like, I'll hear a song and be like, well, Pharrell wasn't on this one, but it's still an incredible song. See, That's what I'm looking for. I don't need them to work together on every song. James Blake can do his own songs and then, you know, bring in... I, I imagine him and Tierra would be almost a match made in heaven. Like, her her moodiness and her, like, subtle tones. Uh, and then, you know, Pharrell can do whatever he wants. And then they both would be so well together that I don't think that you would hear... Like it's not like it would be like whoa well this is definitely not a fucking you know this doesn't fit on the album I, I think every song would fit on the album no matter who's producing it see I I think that all three of us have a good idea for the tone of the music that we want to get my biggest concern with yours is the lack of a true lead and maybe I have too many leads or something like you can make that argument against it but I don't think that Andre three thousand is the guy I don't think that he is the person you want on the top of the bill well who's as the, much as I love Andre three thousand so like who's the true lead of a tribe called quest is there one Q-tip. I'd say q-tip yeah, yeah. okay I, I'd say Q-tip. and what is the mark of that because is he like markedly in like a ton more songs than anyone else no they're all in the songs almost an equal amount he just leads off it's a lead fucking batter it's the guy that sets the tone and then everyone I else don't know if you know how baseball works but a leadoff batter is not your home run whatever player, so you I, I just wanted saying, to say like, you don't need someone to like <laughs> hog it you just need someone who sets the fucking tone and, and that's what Andre base. does Andre is a rapper <laughs> sets the tone I mean that's what he did for Outcast. like he brought them out into this weird territory and then he was sort of grounded by big boy who also could get weird yeah, he'll but, get he'll get you a single. But like you said that Andre never made a solo album. Honestly, Speaker Box is almost a solo album. It is so close to a solo album. It's like 70% Andre, particularly on the production side. Like it's way more Andre style beats. And guess what? That is by far their most successful album. So Rashad and Wack, they're following his lead yeah. with their approach to yeah, their Yeah, well, because I would guess if you ask them the, them both to name five influences he would be on their fucking list they're not they don't have to try to follow his lead they already are their whole career is following his lead but how did they justify their presence on the record as their own well, uh contribution that's not just like a lesser version because of what andre's doing they're very different like tiara a she's a woman b she sings a lot and see, she's even more at this point in their career. She's more spaced out than Andre is. She's the most spacey person in this whole group. And also, she's a great producer, by the way. Like she could work with everybody. She's unbelievable. Like I have all the stock. Is Rashad a right producer now. too? Um, he. I mean, he's in the room, but he's not known for it. Uh, that's the Andre's grounding agent. He he brings everything back down to earth when it gets a little like too out there because he's future forward, but also he's current. Like his flows are. They're sensible, but they're also unlike... I couldn't name another rapper that's very similar to him. You know what I mean? So he keeps it... He's like the guy you give it to when you're already in the lead. Like, he's like a Nick Chubb hunter. Okay. He's not doing anything it, insanely flashy, but he can fucking run it up the gut yeah, like nobody Tell else. that to his 165 yards and three touchdowns. So that's I what wanna, Sometimes he's going to pop I want to hear about the live performance of mm. this group. So, Danny, tell me, like, 
what does this look like? What what am I see when I go to a show of this group? What is it like? I mean, I keep I keep hating to, I keep hating to bring it back to like a Brockhampton vibe, but it's kind of like whoever's doing the bar is coming up forward. You got Joji on the keys and he can step away from it whenever he wants. Pac is on the drums for sure. Hell Any yeah. situation where Pac is not on the drums is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's true. Yeah. Uh, Donald Glover, also another versatile artist. He can do whatever he wants. I'll allow it. But Shirtless. When it yeah. Oh, of course. And with <laughs> great pants. And uh, then you got to have Vince Staples and Killer Mike run around doing their thing, hyping people up. I mean, you've been to run the Jewel shows. How hyped does that shit it's, get during yeah, these it's, things? It's, it's, it's a, but it's then think about this. When you have like two or three songs where Killer Mike is coming up, running up the gut, and then all of a sudden you got a shirtless Donald Glover coming up, <laughs> and he's just yeah. like, get ready, you know? Like, yeah. I'm going to sing uh, Terrified. Get ready. Like, think like something like that, you know? So you have the songs that are just like crazy lights you got the crazy space yeah you got the crazy stuff you. and then you slow them down with a little bit of joji and donald glover then you got that smooth anderson pock and maybe at the end of a song he comes in with a, a nice vince staples verse and vince staples can fit in on a lot more verses than you think he did a song with fucking flume no he's yeah he's more versatile it's, than uh, even killer mike is like yeah. he can do stuff for exactly sure. so it's like any of these artists can come right after the other where it's like I don't think at a show you'll ever be sick of it because they can hype you up and then they can also like, okay, we got to make sure they cool off for a sec. And then all of a sudden they end with a big bang, a big like musical phenomenon bang where Anderson's going fucking wild. He, they probably got a choir in the back. You know, it's you got Donald Glover, who's a performer in himself. You know, everybody's loving that shit. And then Joji, amazing voice. I was really surprised. It was Three o'clock at Lala when I saw him, hot as fuck, and he was killing it, and everybody was loving it. So, I just think this is a really good vibe because it's a very good mix of everything. Nothing sounds the same. You can please everybody doing certain things. I think it just. I think it's a really good group. Hell yeah, Hunter. Um, yeah, no, I actually have a similar tone with mine, where there is going to be some very upbeat songs that get you going, but I also feel like. Um, with my group, because there are some other like heavy hitters, it can kind of, um, this is going to sound disrespectful to Donald Glover, who I love uh, very much, but uh, it can kind of keep him off his Gambino shit sometimes, wherever he like gets <laughs> into the crowd and it's just like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> it'll keep him a little bit restrained from that. But also, we can have like pretty much a ballad between Gambino and Lauren Hill to slow everything down. And we can have Kendrick lay down amazing... Like, I think that some of Kendrick's best worth is in his more subtle stuff. Think about, like, um, uh, Sing About Me, Dying of Thirst. Like, it's a very subtle verse that he has, but it's just... One of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs is something like that. Like, And there's a few songs on Damn, too, that kind of fit that bill, where I think that you can have that. And then there's other songs where they can all get hype. I mean, Kanye fits that same thing, where Kanye can get super hype. And then also, he can uh, like really mellow things down and have some really emotional songs. Also, Kanye is a piano player. I mean, think about like Pinocchio story or something like that, which is like a heartbreaking ballad of his. That's I fucking love that song that I think that all these people, they are talented enough that they can kind of take turns and it'll have a good mix of the hype, super hyped crowd along with like mellowing things down and having these mm. amazing ballads. I, I just, I think your hype ends at like Kanye and Kendrick. 
And then everything after that is This is America? Donald Glover? Like, it's... I, I, I could see that as a performer, but when it comes to, like, the crazy, like, hype that we're looking for, a lot... Like, well, I'm not going well, for that much hype. Like, okay. I, I described the vibe of my... I'm not trying to go for a Run the Jewels vibe in my okay. shit. Like, I'm, I'm going for something where it'll get hyped. Like, you can have this, uh, like more upbeat kind of song that has great instrumental tracks to it and have Andre 3000 just throw in like this amazing fucking verse in there and it'll almost be like not an afterthought that's the wrong word for it but like it's just it all will mesh together in this beautiful way up on stage mm. it might not get run the jewels hype but it'll get hyped enough that it'll be a great balance for is a concert he, wait, is I, Kanye I, ranting <laughs> He's oh, gonna do there's, it. Yeah, there's a lot. That's a good point. <laughs> honestly, Kanye honestly, live is like a give it. Honestly, all of us went mystery. to Bonnaroo that year. <laughs> honestly, give it to me. Like I, I think that that's all part of the fun of me. seeing Kanye. <laughs> Kanye just played a concert in Detroit where he did like a little like rant about like talking about like the fucking politics and society. What does everyone else, else do like, on stage? They just stand there. They're hyping them up, scratching the Yo, heads. No, these are all people <laughs> where I feel like I feel like off Kanye. No, I feel like that's. The thing with my group is that they'd all be very supportive of each other, even when they're kind of getting on their shit, except for maybe Donald Glover when he gets in the concert soon, it's going to be no shit. So, but like, <laughs> they'll reel each other in when they need to be, but they'll also hype each other up whenever they need to be more hyped up. No, do you know what's funny, though? I feel like every time Hunter's talking, Drew does this little, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And you know Drew's just like you know just stirring something up, and he's just like, I can't fucking wait till this guy it's, stops it's talking. It's subliminal. It's <laughs> it happens yeah. every podcast. He says something. I'll like I'll <laughs> say something. I'll say a take about a movie, and he'll be yeah. like, huh. I'll be like, hmm, that's I, a well, take. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I agree, I just I would listen, and then all of a sudden I hear the hmm. I'm like, okay, well, he's, he's done. Fucking well, go off. I mean, Jesus. I just no. Well, I, Drew's a I close wasn't... breather. He's the oh, I am. <laughs> and well, I also just I wasn't even thinking about live shows until you brought it up, and then I'm obviously the first person you consider is Kanye at a live show he like cancels a lot of his shows outright like that's why they only play like a few shows well, that's well, why so it's the perfect thing and they anyway, just do it without him yeah I, I, I mean honestly like well that's enough so like, you don't need even it uh getting into my live show because my group is the one that's least like made for live music this is like studio prestige music uh that said there can be a hell of a fucking live show here and you don't even necessarily need Pharrell to be there. Because, like you said, realistically, schedule-wise, just getting any of our five people together, they can maybe do two shows tops yeah. in their entire career together. Like, this is an insane amount of people to be like, hey, are you free this? You know, Like, that's not going to happen often. Uh, one thing that I considered, Andre does have stage fright. That's a problem for both of us, Hunter. Mm -hmm. Andre 3000 uh, famously does not like performing live. That's a big reason he quit OutKast. Um... I think I have solved that problem because my music, like I said, it delves into psychedelia. One thing about psychedelic live shows is visual component is a huge deal at those. Like it's a big, big deal, especially because my music is more tonal and, and moody. I'm going to have insane lights and just a master giant screen in the back with like tame style of insane visuals. And Andre doesn't even have to be up there. He, it's going to be like a Gorillaz-style character on the big screen because he hates performing live. Yep. He hates it. That is, I mean, I did think about that whenever, I, until you said something about a live show, but even whenever I was making my list thinking about Andre 3000, and that's why I think that having this kind of a super group where he can take a back seat 
more well, to it. Thing. I think that fits well for Andre and for Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah. Like she's, that because well, Lauren Hill hates being in the spotlight. That's why she quit making music. And that's why I think yeah. that in a super group setting, it's the perfect kind of venue for that. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I was thinking is he might be able to just do it on stage. But if not, there's an, a perfect outlet because this music is so suited for visuals uh, without it being like a fucking EDM show. I don't want like that. I don't want it to be all about the visuals because if you make music... You're open up for bass nectar, right? That's what I'm saying. If you're making music just for a live setting, like you're making EDM, which is not my favorite genre. Like this is music that is... It, it could almost be like a Steely Dan type production where it is like perfectly constructed studio album uh, that doesn't even necessarily need a live component, but if you need it, we fucking got it because Steely Dan is like they have no fu- you know they have no outlet for visuals. They have no outlet to spice up their live show. When when you're listening to the music, you're like, holy shit! Like th- this is immaculate. You know that's not what you look for in a live show. You don't look for like, oh wow, the tone on that snare is incredible. <laughs> so the way to fix that is the visuals. But also, this is music. This is not entirely for a live setting. And like we said, it's almost impossible to get all these people together anyway. I could see them playing a couple festivals. Okay, I think we got to call it there. So oh, we've been we've been going. So yeah. that's, I didn't even notice. That's a wrap on the fight. I gotta I gotta say my my ruling now. Um, I am leaning towards one in particular. This is this is tough, guys. You guys put together some hella hella fucking good super groups. Each one distinct and really appealing and interesting in their own right. Um, You all have a really clear idea of what the sound is going to be and how this thing is even going to come together and how people are going to experience it, and whether it's the record or the live show. So props to you. I I really like it. I I almost wish that I could make a super group from your super groups. (laughs) Uh, just trading out, switching out a, a, a couple here and there. So this is, this is something like a super group of podcasting. Yeah, today. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you leaning one way? He's not ready for it. <laughs> yeah. I am. It's just tough. It's tough because each one is at a certain level, but each one has one thing about it that kind of brings it down. Drew, yours is so good, but I feel like I can't get away from the fact that this wouldn't ne- this wouldn't necessarily be like a super group. Like this feels like more of like a regular hip hop album with stacked features. Huh. That's that's kind of what I what I feel from <laughs> it. I really I really like yours. So I don't get it. I, no, I I just don't understand. Like if you heard. Hey, these five people are in the studio together. Would you not call it a super group, though? If you heard I, they were all making an album together? But like you said, like Pharrell and James Blake are producing different songs. James Blake so is it's singing more so plenty. That it's, it's, it just, it seems, it seems like a good effort, but <laughs> I feel like Danny and Hunter did more to sell the group as hmm. a whole. And you did a really good job of selling the idea of what the sound would be and what type of record they were making. So, like, how good the music is, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> but you could trade out these people and still have a very similar record. So it came down to Hunter and Danny. I, re- I, I have no clue what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah. You could I trade them saying. out. I, yeah, yeah like, the, sense. having the future-facing 
a type of album that redefines the genre, it really comes down to what the production of the album is going to be. And if the lead is Pharrell and James Blake, it's going to feel like yeah. it's very similar to what they're making. And all the other people, Andre, Isaiah, and Tierra, there's good stuff there, but to, in, in my vision of it, it doesn't round out a full group. It, it just makes it so that they're adding a, a solid uh, addendum to the sound that's being uh, established by James Blake wow. and Pharrell Williams. Guys, it sounds like I won. <laughs> so it came, it came down to Harry and Danny, or uh, Hunter and Danny. Uh, Harry's gone. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter is a Harry guy. I killed Harry after the last pod. <laughs> I really like Danny's uh, live concept. It just feels like going to this show would be fucking incredible. But Ooh. I, mm. I kind of got to mm. give it to Hunter. Oh, yeah. Because, listen, oh. First listen, how, how nuts would it be to see this group? The, you are in for some fucking insanity. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the hell Kanye is going to do. You don't yeah, know I mean, if Kanye it adds, it sick, adds right? a whole <laughs> It's so stacked and so packed that it can only be a once in a lifetime type of group and type of album. And I get it, it might be a little bit too heavy and too stacked, but I think you did a really good job at selling like the 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 once in a lifetime quality of it that these people are getting together just for this project they're only going to do a couple shows and you got to be there because you don't know what the hell is going to happen because it could be madness i didn't, i know. wasn't even i was thinking about who would make the best music well, Guaranteed. They, the, all of these people are incredible musicians do once lauren hill by the way famously hard to work with but Lauren They're Hill just Lauren Hill just with. see that's why Lauren Hill is the last time I put on my list, but she just put out a song with Pusha T last month. So, so she that's is still making that's music. A song. All that's of, one she's song. All of these that is definitely one song. <laughs> all of these people are incredible musicians, and I really feel like if they were truly into and invested what they were if they're if they're not being forced together by a record label and being like, hey, uh, you got to do this for charity or whatever. Like, do put something out. If they're truly into it and they care about the music that they're making, it's gonna be fucking good music because these are talented people that value their craft. It's just it's a it's a it's a fucking gamble. That's what it is. It's a huge huge it is. gamble. I mean, it, yeah. But if it pays off, it would go down as one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah, I'm sure of it. But it is with that caveat of like, we don't know if these people are even going to get along. I just think that if it does, if you get that chance, you got it and you fucking got the best one. So that's why I got to give it to you, uh, even though everyone had amazing pitches for for their uh, for their albums. So. I did. I mean, I thought that you Props. guys made good use of like bargain bin rappers that oh my have kind God. of forgotten. Let me just up. name the the five best artists I can think of. <laughs> like that's what we all should have done. No, well, <laughs> I mean, it would have been interesting to do like a budget thing, like almost like how we do fantasy. Ernie stuff, should just where, like, set a budget for all... everything we do. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job with the movie. Thing. So you just gotta do that for everything. Now. Yeah, you just... set the standard so high. No, Danny, I... I had another. I had another thought about yours. It's like the, I I was hoping for a little bit more 
from uh, why Killer Mike is in the 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 group because I I feel like everyone else in your group I could see them doing such incredible things that it's almost like why is Killer Mike in here like he mm. what what is his place because in Who else Run did the you Ju- have who's in on your Run the list? Jewels he it, he feeds off of LP's production. Like that's really why Killer Mike is so good in those records is because of of the beats that he's just riding on top of. So I just didn't get enough of like what specifically Killer Mike would bring to the table. Even though I you love to see the guy, he's a fucking awesome dude to have around. Um, and also, if anything, I would pluck out Anderson Pack mm-hmm. and put him in any one of yours. I yeah, I Anderson Pack was very close to being my fifth. Like just he, because also I think that he matches the tone that I'm going for. Yeah, too. I mean like it's, your your whole thing about what the live setting would be to ha- just have him on the drums and just I could see that band live. So I really I really did want to go with yours. It was a tough tough decision. Drew, um, you weren't even close. No, not even. <laughs> you yeah. weren't. This wasn't no, about make music. that very clear. No, always all, next time, no, they were all good. Yours was really good. Yours was really good. I, I think that 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 record would sound amazing. I, I really think it would. I just if we're talking super group, it it just made more sense to go with the more top heavy one, in my opinion. I, but that's I w- just me. I should have gone top heavy. It's a lot easier to just Google like great artists <laughs> and put Wait, them all did in a you, group. Be like, oh, they're all hard go on my Google that. searches and see what I did Hunter, here. Yeah, you never listen to music. Best hip hop artists. I just give you like no credit. I'm like, yeah, Hunter's never heard music. I'm like, I I just pick off like the last album that they made. I'm like, what if we had a fusion yeah, between like, like Yay and? I'm like, dude, Hunter thinks Damn. Kanye's good. Can you imagine <laughs> this guy? I I would do anything to see uh, Lauren Hill and Donald Glover mm. together. Oh my god, dude, that's that's oh what's so many those harmonies between the two of them going back and forth that would be incredible, Woo! incredible. All right, well things are uh, heated here in the We Bought a Mic studio. <laughs> we gotta call it it's quits. Literally hot. <laughs> it's very somebody is sweating. somebody is is not gonna make it home safe tonight. So <laughs> hug each other, love each other. Uh, we do this for you. We fight for you so leave <laughs> us a review on itunes recommend it to your friends let us know what you thought if i made the wrong call at us no, at we you, made the, you made the you made on the twitter choice. um and yeah check out our other we fought a mic with harry uh fantastic four recast that one was the wrong choice was made um <laughs> make sure you check us out all on the socials danny is there anything you want to plug uh not really i think i'm all good all right uh, at We Bought a Mic on Twitter. Make sure you follow that. And yeah, stick around for October movie reviews. We got Joker. We got The Lighthouse coming up. So lots of good things to talk about. Thanks for coming on, Danny. Uh, we'll have you on again soon. Always a pleasure. I hope. Um, we got to talk albums this year. And if Ooh. you have any TV that you want to catch up on, let us know. Oh. Uh, we'll, we might have you on mm-hmm. for that. What's so. next week? Next week, what are we talking next week? I think Joker, Joker? comes out next Is week. Joker mm-hmm. next week? Joker, I think Joker comes out next week. I mean, if we all survive our screenings. Yeah, Whoa, I, we might. Bring a buddy. I Jesus. will say, I have been getting notifications to bring a buddy to the Joker screening. I'm like, what so happens then you can, in this then you can fucking both yeah. die. <laughs> well, bring a buddy in case of a shooting. The riot. Hey, that's Lucy why schools in the never sky? get shot up because there's so many buddies in schools. The riots 
from Joker are going to carry over to the riots from this episode when people riot at Hunter <laughs> winning uh, We Fought a Mike. So please be safe out there. I liked Hunter as like a permanent underdog of We Fought <laughs> yeah, a Mike. Yeah, I kind of, in a way, I almost hope that I lost again yeah. so I could just always be the loser. Yeah. This is Trump's America. Hunter, so. when he's mad, is great. You're like Denzel. When you're mad, you're, you're at your best. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, man, that's the greatest compliment anybody's ever given me. Yeah, he's going to be cocky and super lose the next one. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Danny. Yeah, no thanks, problem. guys. Uh, thanks for listening to you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.